Welcome to a very special evening edition of Day 4 with the man Frank Scalish. It is a Sunday evening show. Kind of a little bit of an impromptu show. Talked to Frank this afternoon. I got home from back-to-back Bassmaster Open EQ tournaments in Tennessee and Missouri. And said, you know what? Let's fire up the old in-studio and have a little special Day 4 with Frank Scalish. So, Frank, thanks for jumping on on a Sunday, taking precious time away from your NFL football. Hey, I already watched the NFL football that I needed to watch, and that was the 1 o'clock Browns game uh, where they handily uh, took care of business, thank goodness, yeah. um, because after the Pittsburgh game, it was uh, I wasn't really 100% sure how now, that was going to go. Uh, I'm sure all of the Day 4 listeners would like to know your thoughts on uh, Taylor Swift showing up in Travis Kelsey's <laughs> box sitting with his mom at the uh, Chiefs game. Okay, so Travis Kelsey went to school at Heights High where my son played football. Really? Literally. So you got three, an inside track on this? Three miles down the road from where we live. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm just, I'm just, um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for her song to come out about him. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's an intriguing development. I, I don't think since Jessica Simpson was in uh, Tony Romo's corner has there been a singer nfl athlete uh, like that i don't know you know what um, p- power to her power to him i mean you know life goes on i'm impressed you knew that that's a little bit of a pop culture reference there so i mean you're you're up you're with the times frank yeah it's 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 strange it's strange um i kind of dig her anyway um i do too She's got she's got something about her that's really appealing. The only me. problem is I did run across an Instagram post that said, here are all the instances where Taylor Swift has rhymed car with the word bar in her songs. Like <laughs> it was like I'm 5, in 000. the car, you're in the bar. <laughs> and uh how many was it? It was like nine or ten. Okay, well, yeah, we're gonna have to, you know. But I'm still I'm, still a, I'm, I'm a i'm a closet swifty yeah i think i might be too yeah i might be too is. but yeah it's pretty cool um you, you know, talk about some fishing absolutely i'm dying to talk about fishing. uh okay so we jumped on and i haven't talked to you over the last two weeks i've been busy uh just barely missing checks at both <laughs> water, watts bar and lake of the ozarks which that's uh, great i can assure you uh, uh you know this too moral victories pay absolutely nothing they pay but, nothing. Uh, I talked to you before the show, and I caught up, and I said, "Hey, you've been fishing," and you said, "I have a, I have a problem. Oh I have yeah, a serious I a problem." And but I, we weren't able to get into it because then I was like, "Hey, we got to go live because we didn't right. go live Thursday." Uh, what is your serious problem? For I, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm angry with you, Matt. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that while laughing because that's even. Okay. So, all right. So I'm going to, we're going, we're going back in time to last January when uh, I came down to Matt's in studio at Matt's studio and we did some crappie fishing and it was uh, some of the most fun that I've had in a long time actually fishing, to be honest with you guys. Um, It was just different for me because I, I never, I never used forward-facing sonar. I never had it. 
it was very different and um it was very fun and <laughs> savage these hey, you, the, i'm just throw, i'm just throwing up some comments the, here. the fans are the <laughs> the fans are just that that's so funny oh my god until just now that's absolutely priceless what are we talking about bradley i don't know what the hell we're talking Sorry. about i just throwing up i like throwing up um, little comments during if you're listening on itunes you gotta get it, go to the youtube there yeah because you you throw me off sometimes when the comments i know because you got to read it but i all i do is that i i see brad's comment no checks for you in the in the gotcha. uh, voice from seinfeld no, no checks for you <laughs> Which is which is 100% true. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so anyway, back to the back to so anyway, hey, back, back to, to why you're January. upset with me after I didn't catch so, checks. So so um Frankie got all the new latest and greatest technologies on his boat. Yep. And um he gave me his um Lawrence Gen 1 forward facing sonar transducer and box so I, I we hooked it up on my boat um early 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 this year so i was i've been tinkering with it okay. and in in the springtime i went out to learn how to use it so i i was chasing crappie around you know spring's kind of easy you go to a boat dock you scan it there's 25 30 crappie around the boat dock anyway but it was getting me used to you know, how fast to move the pedal, how slow to move it, how to stay on one fish when it's moving and stuff like that. And I, I sucked at it. I mean, I <laughs> caught the crap out of the crappie because it was springtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I, I sucked at it. So it was frustrating me. So I, I needed to get better at it. And to be honest with you, I haven't pulled up on a ledge or a rock pile and seen bass on them yet. So I said, well, I'm going to crappie fish a little more than normal so I can get used to how this thing works and where that cone angle is and where I need to be. You know, anyway, long and short of it is I get it dialed in. And so now the crappie are, they're still hanging on some of the ledges. They're not up super shallow yet. They're hanging on some of the ledges and not, now I'm hunting them down and, um, I, I have been having way too much fun doing this and it's becoming a problem because I have not literally bass fished in three weeks. Yeah. I, I have, mean, that's, this is me for the last three years, dude. This is what I have now. This is my <laughs> crappie box. Can we go through okay. it? Yeah, we'll go through it. So, right. okay. So a, as you can see, I re-upped my membership to Bassmasters. Nice. They sent you um, that? Yeah, so I got this and I said, hey, you know what? That would be perfect for this new adventure I'm on. And yeah. so you see, like everything else in my boat, where the heck is that? Everything You're not kidding, because when you were here, we were supposed crap. to do a daily BTL and we ended up doing one and you said screw it i don't want to take away from crappie fishing for the other two and i was the responsible one and you were the one who talked me out of additional btl shows so 100%. we could go crappie fish yeah in fact in fact we had a chance to go hammer on some ma major bass yeah like 24 and to 30 pounds so matt's like you want to go we could go hopefully 
hopefully we could go catch some nice bass right now. And I'm like, um, no, let's go catch those big giant crappies again. <laughs> so that's what we did. So, so I, I, I have to, I hate you and I thank you at the same yeah. time because I learned, I, I learned a ton. Um, and it's helped me with my forward facing sonar game. Um, I am not going to become a forward facing sonar guru. Um, but I wanted to learn how to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh oh, I knew this was coming. Hey, Clay, you just never know, dude. Clay you said never Frank know. had to re up the membership for the opens. That's right. You never know, but I, I have to be prepared. Okay. okay you gotta be back prepared. to the crappie. So, okay. So, lo and behold, Lurenet says, hey, um, Bobby Garland has this new crappie bait out. And we need a video really quick. Can you do one? And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I can. Because, <laughs> because, uh, because nor normally all I'm supposed, all I'm doing is bass stuff. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can do this. And so they, they sent me the, the new crappie baits and I had a chance to go put them to the test and ca caught, caught literally tons of crappie. So, so, so anyhow, so we'll go, I want to show you my crappie box because this is so this is this is so me to the nth degree with my OCD problem. And you trust realize me, literally tons would be four thousand crappie because a ton is two thousand, and tons would imply plural tons, which would be at least two tons, which would then be four thousand crappie. Frank, let's just call that a slight embellishment, then. <laughs> so Yet I embellish. So, so I created this little crappie box that I can literally just grind. <laughs> oh, what the I'm just, hell? I'm just thinking of all the great sound clips, and I'm going to take that one, that one <laughs> little clip right there. There's so many options with it. All right, back I to know. the crappie box. <laughs> so, you got you. I could only imagine where that's coming in <laughs> the Italian way. So, anyhow, so, so I, so. I'm getting ahead of myself. Slow down, dude. You're getting me all jacked up over crappies. This is so bad for me. This is so, good. This is good. So I took I took to heart what I learned from you. And at, when you open this up, there's just there's three thirty six hundreds and one tiny box. Perfect. Okay. This is all I need. So I can just grab this and run, and I don't need anything else. So in it, the, the most important key element in my box, besides the lures, is the jig heads themselves. So because, because I am 100% completely <laughs> anal. Wow, that's okay. a lot of that's the most organized crappie jig head box I've ever seen. No lie. Wait, and you haven't seen anything yet because I custom painted a lot of them. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think color matters when we're doing this. And it, it, it does. Style of fishing. So, so I started matching the Bobby Garland stuff. Mm. There's there's pink and whoop whoa where'd it go pink and there chartreuse yeah, with the little screw lock keeper. Yeah, I, I poured custom. these, poured these myself. Will and you then, bring some of those when you come in? Uh, oh, this whole this thing's winter? coming with me. No, the but will box. you make some for me with the screw lock heads? Yeah, 
Yeah. Because yeah. you get you the, left with, a couple last time, and and uh, I've straightened the hooks out on them, but I need yeah, some more. You're right. I, my hook's a little light wire, a little too light, as I learned. As I, it's learned. all good. Anyway, the other thing is, but what um, color of the Bobby Garland did you match that head to? Because I saw that one, and it is ma- Is it a match to Electric Chicken? Oh, it is a hundred percent electric chicken match. Hey, let me see if I can pull electric chicken up. Oh well, here let's not go too far, because oh, you have one. Oh, do I have one? I have my crappie box here, dude. I have my crappie box here. Okay. Well, we're still on the jig head box, but I just wanted to show people how that jig head matched the bait perfectly. Okay, so if I get, I get the baby shad electric chicken out. I don't know how to hold the damn thing. Perfect. That's, oops, I can't show you that. That's the electric <laughs> chicken. Yep. And then do I have to, uh, should I show you the jig head again? Yeah, show me the jig head with it. All right, so hold on. Because it is sexy. Yeah, it's it's right on the money. This is This is crazy. I can't believe we're doing this. Why? This is not a real crappie show. We are going to talk bass fishing in a very short. No, we can talk. We can do a whole crappie show. I don't care. Up a little. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. That is a perfect. That is the electric chicken head to go with the electric chicken body. And when that is paired together, it looks like a morsel. It is a morsel. It is a it is a crappie slamming. Oops, I didn't rig it up because. Yeah, but it's a, it's a it's a crappie slamming machine. So anyhow, because and, and so thanks to that. Now, I have some s- secret tricks I'm working on, too, which I can't I can't 100 percent show you guys yet, because I think it might find its way into Barbie Bobby Garland here pretty soon. So I can't show you. But because I make things, I saw a need for something. So right. I made what else it. you got in the jig head box that you can show. Well, I have my I have my roadrunners in the box. Yeah. Um, Underutilized in muddy water for vertical fishing. Crazy. Um it's crazy. So the other day we were out and I went to the muddy section of the lake. The fish were not as finicky and they were not they weren't as skittish when I got on top of them. So the wind kicked up to like um it was blowing so hard. I could hardly hold the boat in one spot. So it made, mm-hmm. it made forward scanning almost impossible because it was swirling through the Valley and I couldn't keep the boat, you know, in one place. So I told my buddy, I said, dude, we're just going to go upwind and drift road runners. There's a thousand crappie on this mm-hmm. flat. We're going to drift road runners. So I used a, a 703 Powell naked series uh, rod which is, it, it's a, it's a light rod. It's, but it, it weighs nothing, but it's got a, it's got a decent backbone to it. Mm-hmm. So we go upwind and we start drifting down and I'm using the forward facing sonar on my drift. I'm using that forward facing sonar to Behind make sure you, to make right. sure you drift over the schools of crop. hundred percent, hundred percent. And so we pounded them. We literally pounded them, and most of them came on the Roadrunner that day. Most of them came mm-hmm. on the Roadrunner. Now, were you casting and drifting, or were you just kind of putting it straight down and drifting over them? No, I would I would quarter cast and then let the swing happen, kind of like okay. the wall, 
guys do with okay. words and and then let it and then it would get to me and then i would just make sure that i kept the boat using the forward facing kept the boat over the fish that we were drifting over and it was it was ridiculous and just a light just just a nice yep. tick and then was, wait and you just reel into them right 100%. oh that's the best and most of them probably had it sucked all the way back oh yeah dude it was in the roof of their mouth and it was they were they were got they got it so the so the crazy thing is is that um i i was i used the roadrunner all the time in my old crappie adventures mm-hmm. Um, because that's how I would just, that's how I just fish for them. Um, I didn't have forward facing sonar. I didn't do none of that. Um, I would just go out, idle around, find them side image. You could see them on side imaging too. Um, so I would side image, find them, and then I would go fish at them conventionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just horizontal cast conventionally. So, um, you know, the baby shad, um, the, this little slab hunter, you know, typical stuff works really well on this thing. So then I get the phone call from, from work and they're like, Hey, you got to do this, the Bobby Garland thing. And I'm like, Oh, I, I'm 110% in one second. Is it, is it this one right here? It's the, uh, live roamer. That's it. The Bobby okay. Garland live so, roamer. Yeah. I had never heard of that until like two seconds before the show <laughs> right because it, it literally just came out so so in my in my crappie box this is my live rumor box okay and you can see it's all labeled up and everything hold on hold oops on. upside down i'm getting there there you go so that's, oh, that's my, just obscene yeah so this is my live rumor box okay so so the, here's the cool thing. I, I I have to talk about this because this is really a cool thing. I think we'd so, officially declare this a crappie show. You good with that? Yeah, yeah, I am. As long as nobody tunes out. Don't leave. No, guys. it's day four with Frank Scalish. It's not day four bass fishing with Frank Scalish. Okay, so so I did the video. Now, this is crazy. So I, I've been fishing these things and catching fish on them. So I do the video. My camera guy, Joe, is on an elk hunt and he's filming an elk hunt. Mm-hmm. So he's only going to have, when he gets back, we're going to have two hours to get this show. Period. That's so, some stress. So I said, what we're going to do is we're going to just do a studio piece. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the live roamer, the, the four ways to fish it, how to rig it, blah, blah, blah. So, and, and I'll show the baits and we'll, I'll show the rigging and talk about some situations, but we're not going to have time to go to the water, et cetera, et cetera. So I lay the video out and the videos, the videos, fantastic. (laughs) Crappy talk live. (laughs) So, so anyhow, so, so the video was supposed to air friday friday yeah friday i think or yesterday yesterday maybe i don't know it never aired so i'm like what what's going in and they said you got you got one of the color names wrong oh no and i'm like what do you mean i got a color name wrong you know what i mean because color's your thing color's my thing but i i don't i'm i wasn't as advanced 
in the crappie world as you are, Matt. So I've never heard a lot yes. of these color names before. So in in the live roamer, okay, it has three colors exclusively to the live roamer. Um, see, and I can't I can't even remember the damn name. Okay, so this is blue shiner. Okay. All right. Pretty little color, blue shiner. It's pretty color. And one of my favorite colors is um what the hell is a speckled pearl? <laughs> it's speckled pearl, okay? It's almost like monkey milk, but it's not doesn't have the blue pearl tint in it. All right. So that that's a really good color. So they have this other color that really intrigued me for clear, clear water. It really intrigued me. It's it's called pecan cream. Well, this is pecan cream, which it's it's kind of unique for clear water. Yeah, you'll just pull it up. That'll be better. And then hold on, and then I'll put you big screen. I was just I just thought it was cool that I was able to do that. It was very cool. And so anyway, right, hold, it, the, hold the pecan cream back up. Sounds okay, like we're about so, to have coffee tonight. So pecan cream. All right. So in in my video, I said pecan shad. Oh. Never caught it. Oh. I never caught it. Joe literally edited it out on the airplane. They had a two-hour delay, so he edited it on yeah. the plane. Sent it to me. He couldn't email it to me, so he, he texted it to me. So I watched it on my cell phone, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool, cool. And all, all I looked for was, did I get the techniques in proper right. order, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't listen to every word i mean i i i feel i video i did i did yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah anyway so i'm like why why isn't that video airing and they're like well because you got the color wrong on one of their three exclusive colors you got it wrong you said you said <laughs> pecan, pecan shad shad and not pecan cream and i'm like holy crap yeah that one's you like know what i mean frick. That was totally on me. So anyway, so so real quick, and then we'll we'll go we'll we'll move on. But real quick, so this bait is really wild because that little tail on it vibrates like mad in the water. It doesn't look that. I'm not gonna lie. It doesn't look that it, exciting. That's <laughs> what lo I thought. Looked, it looks looks Stupid. just like yeah. That's a fair assessment. Right. So so that's what I thought. Okay. Because I'm 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 a critic when it comes to baits. Yeah, you want something that looks like it's gonna wiggle, undulate, vibrate, Do something. something. Right. So, unbeknownst to me, when I put this thing in the water, that little tail is just sitting there doing all this nonsense. Really. Which is crazy, especially when the cold water period comes to play. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So then I said, well, okay, this is this is cylindrical. It, there's really no top, no bottom. It's cylindrical. Okay. So the one, one way you could rig it is the normal way. And that's just the normal way, uh, you know, a bait fish would be back color on the back, yep. belly color on the belly, piece of yep. cake, right? Well, because the bait's cylindrical, if you know how in certain times, Matt, you'll attest to this, you'll get, you'll get the crappie. They come up. And then they peel off. Yeah, they literally put their nose on the bait, and there's and then something about it that they, they doesn't away. make them commit, and they just they just drift into right. oblivion. 
So now you can you can totally reverse this bait without hurting the action of it or anything because because it's symmetrical. So now, like here, like on electric chicken, I put the yeah. pink on the belly and the chartreuse. Oh, and it that. still looks right. And it still looks right. Oh, that looks like a totally different bait. That's weird. Hundred hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. And so now you, if they're coming up to the bait, that means they're they're okay with your color scheme. Mm-hmm. but something's turning them away. Something's not triggering them to eat it. So now if you switch the bait upside down, they might get up there and see that different belly color and take the bait. Cause it is and all about gut bags. hundred percent. Just like what I preach when I paint, it's all about the gut bag. And so, and so that's the, that was the, that that's one of the cool, th- really super cool things mm-hmm. about this bait. It's really versatile. So there's another way to rig this. And I never thought about it and I'm pissed at myself for not thinking about it because it's called the dying, dying rig. You rig it dying. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a natural shad color that they got here, which, which by the way, this thing is as real as it gets in the water. Yeah. That looks just like a minnow. It's just real. So the dying minnow rig and I, and forgive me cause I'm just using the same jig head cause I got it out. Yeah, yeah. So the dying minnow rig, and I can't really see good in the dark here. Um, <laughs> you can use the spectacles. You, yeah, thanks. Ichabod Crane. Um, so the dying rig, I'm going to rig it sideways on the bait. Oh. So that's the, that's the normal way. That's sideways. Mm-hmm. So now what happens is when you, when you drop it down and then you move it back up and you drop it down, it rocks back and forth because you're you're using it sideways and it's another great trigger quality Mm -hmm. so the bait kind of impressed me a little bit you know what i mean and i got excited over it and um i've been having really good luck fishing the thing so i'm like okay cool so it's it's a medium-sized bait it's not it's not quite as big as like some of the other crappie baits which I also have the big stuff too, because you know you want to appeal, you want to appeal to a better quality. This is all my big stuff in here. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of the big stuff, Frank. Yeah, well, you should be because where where the heck you're fishing, dude? You have you have Amazon size crappies, <laughs> like they're Amazon size. Where, where, where I fish, an Amazon size crappie could be a 15 incher. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I. I, hear you. I I've seen, I've seen what's put, being put out in your world, dude. And, um, I'm jealous. I'm like, you'll so get a jealous. taste of it this year. Oh, I'm going to get we're, a taste we're of it. We're a, we're a month away, dude. So yeah. And, and, and trust me when I tell you, dude, I'm ready. Like okay. I'm ready, ready. I have, I uh, have October is kind of booked. It's going to be, I got my November is wide open except for the first week. Yeah, so it's it's crazy, but I have I have some tricks that I'll show you that I can't really um, disclose yet. Okay, Ooh, uh, what was I, that? Can you not? That's show that? what I can't disclose. Oh, oh, I think I know what that is. That's kind of a hybrid of what you brought. The it's last kind time of a hybrid, here. and it has a distinct purpose. And so I've been testing it out, and it is absolutely deadly, deadly. 
Really? Like it's like ludicrous. Be, because here's what here's what you don't understand. A lot of times we're getting into these late fall, early winter crappie. It's a it's a bite that is it is a coaxed bite. Oh, it is 100%. A, a power coaxed bite, if that makes any sense, because you're putting the bait in front of a fish that, you know, is a big fish that, you know, is looking at it. And it, it, in, it, unless it is a banner day where they're eating anything within three feet of them, you are literally moving it, convincing it, and you can see that fish deciding whether or not it wants to take it. So for those yeah. who say, hey, all you need is black and chartreuse and white, there are times where you will literally watch these fish swim away, like the tiniest, minutest detail on whether it's a quiver, whether it's a fall, whether it's a natural Correct. feather. That all makes a difference it in the does. way that we're catching these fish, especially when it comes to like a roamer, something that's designed for use in combination with forward facing sonar. Right. And the roamer's nice because it works great on the roadrunner it doesn't impede the rotation on the blade because if you use a fatter body style sometimes it click mm -hmm. it hits the blade and your blade doesn't rotate properly so the live roamer works really good on that um I, I i'm so sorry to be talking about crappie today why are you sorry i'm enjoying it thoroughly so are all the listeners kirk would like to know if you've ever caught one of those giant eerie crappie if he's talking about the brown, the brown and gold, the bronze colored ones, yes. Um, no, you know what? There's some estuaries off of Lake Erie that I crappie fish in, um, mostly in the springtime, mm -hmm. and I catch them, and they got some pretty good sized crappies in them. Uh, Donald said, What is the best season for crappie fishing? I would like to try for them. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested in your take on this, and then I'll give mine. Okay, so I, I was, I was really going for. The easiest time in the world to catch them is in the spring. Yeah. Um, that's the easiest time. That's when everybody is a crappie fisherman because all the crappie. You can take in. a cork and a tube jig and a 16th ounce jig and find shallow brush or rock, or depending on where they're spawning. Or even grass. Or grass, pitch yeah. it up, slowly reel it in, pop it, and catch them. Right. So I would say the easiest time to fish for them is pre-spawn, spawn, and post-spawn. Um, that's, that's when I'm pitching that roadrunner out there. I'm not wasting time begging nothing to bite. They're mm -hmm. going to eat it. Um, those are the best times, uh, to catch them. My favorite time in the world to catch them is with Matt in the winter time, <laughs> but I, I had, didn't have time to wait for winter. So I've been doing it now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's different now. Because I'm not, I'm not running one or two down. I'm still finding groups of, you know, 10 to 20, sometimes 30. That's how we just did it. We did it on, was it, was it Labor Day? Recently? Yeah, I think it, Labor I, I think Day. it was. I always get Labor Day Memorial. I, on Labor Day, I went out with my buddy Juice and we, uh, we put a 74 fish limit in the boat. Yeah, you, and you, you texted me, you go, we got three more to go. And then you texted me like right back. It was literally three minutes later. He goes, we're done. Yeah. And it was, uh, and it was groups. They were still on, like they were still on, uh, well, we found them on like isolated log, like laydowns. 
Right. But they were in like 20 foot of water and they mm -hmm. were all around it. They, they was not the isolated to pick them off. It was you drop it down into the, the jumbled mass that you're seeing on 2D and you're forward facing. We're just dropping right. straight down on it and, and catching them. But we caught, yeah, we caught 74 doing it. Yeah. And that's, that's how I've been doing and, it. Now. And in a month and a half, that'll change to where you'll be targeting ones or twos. But, right. uh, you need forward facing sonar to do that. Yeah. You need, like, like what I, what I was, I was doing the same thing. I was picking channel drops. Yep. Or, or flats that came up high spots that came up but deeper 15 mm -hmm. feet and, and you can do that with 2d sonar with side right. imaging very easily you go across right. it you drop your marker buoy you go back you can even drop an anchor if you want then and, cast, and be right yeah. there and either cast to it or get on top and vertically jig it over right. with your 2d that's how it's been done for decades right and that's and we did we did a combination of both um you know when i was because they were on isolated wood whether it was a whether it was a sunken blowdown that you know they float and then they sink, or a stump, or or just a random piece of object down there, um, they were on it. And and so what happened was we were running down the lake, and I had never been on the lake. Well, that's not true. I ice fished the lake twice in my life, um, but I never had a boat on the lake. Mm -hmm. And I was running down the lake, and I said, "Whoa." I came across this flat and on my 2d sonar, I kept seeing these things little boop, boop. I, those are stumps. I, I spun the boat around and started scanning forward facing stump, stump, stump. I side imaged it. I said, Holy crap. So I side imaged the whole thing and I put every stump in the, my oh, GPS. Perfect. And then you could just slide up on them. hundred percent. Were you using the, the 12 and 14 foot rod? Oh yeah. The 14 footer. Yeah. And so, so there was a time when I was scoping for my buddy, you know how you, me and you did it, Matt, we just took turns yep. catching them. Yep. So I was scoping them out for my buddy. But what I did first was I dropped mine down, saw how deep it went, got it two feet above where the fish were at. And I just held it over to the side of the boat, like with my arm out over the side of the boat and I'm working him. He's standing in front of me. And I'm looking at the screen so I can keep the fish on a screen for him and see his thing go down. I caught four while I was scoping for him. <laughs> and so, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so once you're at the right depth, which you always want to be above them because suspending crappie always feed up. They never yeah. feed down. It's because their eyes are on the top of their head. They're, they're like, they can't see a, what's below. They're like a flounder. <laughs> they are. They're like a, they're like a squished flounder. Right, they're like a flounder if you folded them in half and put his eyes in the right place. They but, really uh, are. Yeah, they're very cool. So yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I wasn't gonna go. I wasn't gonna talk about this, but that's fine. Um, I'm so jacked up over it because uh, it's it's live scoping's new to me. Um, and so I'm excited that I'm getting better at it. Um. I still don't rely on it all the time, but Matt, when you fished with me, you made a point. You said, I'm, I'm not really using it properly. Um, remember when we went bass fishing and I said, yeah. why don't I ever see the bass? Mm -hmm. um, you said, well, you're not really using it properly. And you went over some stuff with me and I said, oh, okay. Um, so that's what I've really been focusing on. I didn't say on. you weren't using it properly. I said you weren't using it 
to to focus on the bass like you were using it to get it, this is stay the on I, my grass lines and yeah stuff. you were using it to have a general idea of where you were but then you were still traditionally fishing correct composed correct. to where the guys are now to where they could give a crap what's around and they're specifically using it to hunt out individual fish you're using it to find areas where the fish live where correct. you're you're matching you're you're validating what your picture in your head is with what you're seeing on the screen in front of you right the exactly. 20 to 25 year old kids that are dominating the Bassmaster opens currently could they don't care. care less yeah. if they were on the surface of the moon if they see the right dot they're going after it for an hour correct which i don't do i'll be honest with you i don't do that um i was excited to get it because I want to up my crank in the game. Yep. And so what what I what I've been doing with it for crankbait fishing is especially on grass lakes, I I could make accurate casts where before I had it I would go down the side image of the grass line and I would drop flags down on the edges of the grass. Mm -hmm. And so then when I come back and I go back around to fish on my i'd have my 2d sonar and my map and on my map i would see where my pins were so i could see where all, all the grass made little out points and stuff like that high percentage places and it was it, it's very effective i've done it m my whole life um before forward facing i mean before side imaging i used 2d and would just go up and down the grass line and and mark the edge on my you know with my 2d stuff and then go back and fish it um but what happens is especially cranking the grass because what i would do is i would cast and you only have some idea because you can't put a pin down every foot so you only have some idea well okay there's a pin over here so that's got to be where the grass is and you make a cast and you bog down right off the rip mm. um I've only Roger using gotcha. the old le leech and bobber. I think he's dude. a he's Montana based. Yeah, dude, the leech and bobber is deadly. It's deadly for walleye, for crappie, for trout. It's deadly. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so back to bass fishing. So, so I might make three or four casts and get stuck in the grass before I get to the edge where I can get. A clean run, and when I say mm -hmm. clean run, you want to tick the grass, but you don't want to bury in it. So, so you gradually cast over and over and over and over until you find it. Till you find it, which takes time. It takes time, and and you have to have the patience of a saint because you're you're throwing a big giant crankbait in grass, and so what happens is, you know, you come back with four pounds of grass on the thing and yet another embellishment so anyhow <laughs> it depends that could be realistic, that could I, have, be realistic. I have reeled in four pounds of grass before and so anyway so what the forward facing sonar for me was doing was giving me a finite place to cast because now i could actually see it i could see the grass line underwater so where i would make five or six casts to get a good cast here i might be making one or two casts to get a mm -hmm. good cast 
And so it's it's making my crank game more effective. The other thing is um, underwater objects may appear closer. Um, underwater objects you can see on your forward facing sonar. So now I go, oh, that you know that foundation is over there. Boom, I hit it right away. Like no, yep. like you don't even miss it. You hit yeah. it. Um, and so that's that's what was exciting me about the forward facing sonar was that it, that I can fish traditionally um, the way I do and use this to my advantage. But but Matt, you got me addicted on on the probably the real way you're supposed to use it. Yeah, um, uh, ba you know. bass wise, it's insane. So this time of the year. I've noticed, and I did it both at Watts Bar and at uh, Lake of the Ozarks, is bait balls and guts. Oh, God, dude. And it took me a while to figure it out at both of I didn't figure it out to the tournament at either place, but it was interesting that you take a Tennessee River fishery like Watts Bar mm -hmm. and then an Ozark fishery like Lake of the Ozarks completely different one has grass i mean like the ozarks river fishery too but no, not no current like that but they set up identical mm -hmm. in tennessee and at yeah. lake of the ozarks and there is only one way to target them and that's with forward facing sonar uh and and a number of different baits but i use a drop shot and you can you would see the balls of bait and sometimes, you know, you'd look for the eye of the tiger with a couple marks on it. You wanted it 20 feet or less. Typically, they, I use some of your advice to where you get the fish in the back of the pockets to where they have a backboard. So I would look in the back of narrow pockets where they mm -hmm. couldn't spread out. And I would look where it had a long flat in the back of the pocket, but it was relatively deep before that. So basically, it went like this and then came up. And they would get them in that last basin before it came up and they'd push those shad up against the back and you'd have bait balls and you'd see marks underneath on the forward facing. You'd take the drop shot and you'd pitch it through the bait balls and you'd watch the marks go out of the bait ball down to the bait and go boom. And I was catching, you know, I caught 30 to 40 a day at Watts Bar and the three or four hours I did it each day. And mm -hmm. I did it on the second day at Lake of the Ozarks and I caught I mean, you could ask my co-angler. I probably caught 40 in two hours doing it. And, yeah, it's uh, insane. It's it, insane. but the only way you could do it was, was with the forward facing. Uh, but it was crazy how accurate you can be and how many fish are out there. With yeah, it. It, it, it is. And, you know, because this is that weird, funky transition time in bass fishing where, you know, the mm -hmm. bass, it, where it might be warm, it might still be in the 80s, yeah. but the days are shorter now by a yeah, lot. I agree. And so the bass, they're using daylight to start their, well, actually, the, the bait fish are using the daylight to start getting together to get ready for their migrations. And the bass are doing the same thing because let's be honest, I mean, uh, you know, a bass in 15 or 20 feet of water doesn't know it's three degrees cooler in five feet. Yeah. They have, they have no clue. Um, and so they're just, it's all predicated on length of day, just like in the spring, as the days get longer, the bass, you know, start their thing. So it's not predicated on water temperature until the bass actually get there. And then it's predicated on water temperature. So I enjoy doing it. It's fun. It, 
totally screws your co-angler uh, beyond any level of hope. Like I told both of them, I said, here's my, here's here uh, a couple of days. I didn't have a co-angler, so that's fine. But I literally said, I said, your best bet said is to put a, a two, eight Kai tech on a three, eight ounce ball head on a spinning rod and bomb that thing as far as you can count it down to 15 and slow reel it in. I said, because I'm doing donuts out here in the middle. I knew that it was a problem when I had a group of bait fish, 50, like 55 feet in front of me. I could see the bass. I knew a hundred percent. If I put it on it, that I was going to get bit and I made a pitch and I heard gunner. And I had just cast directly into the middle of a docked pontoon boat. <laughs> that is how I realized, holy crap, I haven't looked up in half an hour. Like, oh, yeah. I had totally maneuvered hundreds of yards away from where I thought I was. And there was a one row of metal docks and there's pontoon boats in each slip. And I literally cast into the cockpit of a docked pontoon boat without even a, looking up with a drop shot without even looking up and i was like okay i need to reevaluate things like it and we obviously have seen what it's what it's done on the elite series and the and the yeah. mlf yeah. um but i mean what are you gonna do it's the best way to catch them what are you gonna say oh i'm not gonna utilize no, it, that no because no because when you're in the cast for cash game yeah it's like any other professional sport you want the best equipment yeah. you could use. You want the latest technology. I mean, do you think pitchers and, and football players aren't using the absolute best technology they have to make them better? Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a great, Matt. Got to get the ice co-angler live scope and level up with the boater. That would be savage if your co-angler brought a handheld live scope. Uh, <laughs> that would let, be let's crazy. go back to the crappie game real quick uh, and talk a little bit about the Bobby Garland that's available. There's a lot of people that are listen to this that will watch this. It might be like, man, I still I can look at it. I don't know what I want. Throw a couple of your favorites out a couple like, dude, you can you can spend. We didn't even go through the rest of your boxes. We'll go through the rest of your boxes after this. But you can spend the, the good thing about the crappie is you probably built that whole box retail for less than 500 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Way less. Yeah, that, that's if you pay full price retail. Everything. Yeah, way, way, way less. Uh, um, I, okay. R run I, through the the must haves. Like, if you're gonna spend, let's say you're gonna spend a hundred bucks on crappie stuff. I, I mean, I'm looking at the page now, and as you say it, I'll pull it up because I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say. Okay, so here's the here's the thing. Okay, um, the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get some baby shads, the Bobby Garland baby shad. Um, the colors in the baby shad, there's a bazillion of them. There's a bazillion of them. So I will go with, um, clear chartreuse with silver flake. Um, here I could show them to you, but if you can't find them. Yeah. Show them uh, to me. All right. So we're going to go through this right here now. Okay. So clear chartreuse with silver metal flake. Um, this is this does a lot of damage for me on slightly off-colored lakes to clear lakes. It's some it's transparent chartreuse. It's not a solid chartreuse. Like this one. This is what I would call 
I don't know what they call it. They're going to be so mad at me, but I don't know what they call it. But it's like a, it's like a blue pearl chartreuse. See how one's transparent and one's solid. Yeah, there is a billion colors, or else I would try to. <laughs> I, try I, to I, I swear, I swear to God. So, so anyway, so, so, so that that's where I'm going with the chartreuse. And then, of course, I'm not going to leave home without electric chicken. Yep. Because that gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you a hot color, and it gives you the chartreuse with the silver metallic belly. But it's, electric it, chicken is is in my top three as well. Electric yeah. chicken is a must-have for crappie anglers, and regardless yeah, of where you are 100%. in the country, that is one of the three. And then I'm going to tell you, you're just going to need pearl, just regular pearl, mm-hmm. because it's a good bait fish imitator, especially in dirty water, and then monkey milk which is that's, like a blue that's my a that we did milk. not talk about that that is my other one of my other two 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 out of my top three right and so and so realistically that's if i said you know what do you what do you bring it that's what you're going to bring if you have nothing else that's what you bring um there's offshoot colors like of chartreuse with the chartreuse back and the pearl belly which is really nice. Um, yep. Again, but here again, um, I think you can get away with, you know, the the, the clear chartreuse with the silver flake, um, if you had to. But you got to have you got to have some type of a real looking shad, um, and I think pearl fits the bill. Although their their true their real shad pattern is is kind of growing on me a lot. And this might not be a. Uh... This might not be a Ohio thing. You're dealing with a lot of clear water. We deal with a lot of really, like, really, really muddy water. Yeah, uh, I can't believe what you So think. my third favorite color is a black chartreuse belly. Yeah, and, and see, and I have those. I do have that one in the um, live roamer. I do have that in my live roamer box right yep. here. Whoop, right here. There you go. But if those were the three colors, it'd be electric chicken, monkey's milk, and black chartreuse. Those are the yeah. three. You can literally buy two packs of each of those, and you're out like 23 bucks, and they're at either Lurenet, they're at Walmart. Yeah, and 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 the crazy thing is, um, the, the crazy thing is, is that you get like 10 or 12 in a pack, yep. and you'd be surprised. You don't go through a ton of them. Um I mean, you you you'll go through. You don't with that special jig head that you've got. No, no, the screw lock head is money. Yeah. It keeps and it, then, it keeps them on. Uh, aside from the screw lock head, then oh, so other shapes. Uh, there's that's the two inch original baby shad. Right, and then the other the other cool one that I've been monkeying around with is the, um, I think it's a, is it two and a half inch the baby swimmer. With a little tiny paddle tail on the end yep. of it. Yep, that's a good one. I, I don't use that one as much. It is the two point two five inch baby shad swim er. Right. So I so I've been catching them on this one too recently, um, and that's that's pretty sweet. And then of course, um, you've got the slab um, hunter is my favorite. Yeah, the slab hunter. You that's have the slab what, hunter. That's and, what and we the, used. 
and the cool thing about this is um, it comes in it comes in different sizes, so you can get a big one or a small one. So if you're tr fishing traditionally places that don't have giant giant crappies, you you can still get you know you can still buy the smaller uh, slab hunter. So, but in all honesty, those plastics will do you right just about anywhere in the country for crappie. They will. They because you've got will. one that's got a little kick. If you want to cast that slab hunter, you can vertically fish it. You can fish it underneath a slip cork. You can jig it. You can put it in front of their face. You can do it all. And then sixteenth right. uh, and eighth ounce jig heads. Yeah, you don't. I don't. I, you know, I don't get crazy with it either. With that, I don't have a million different size jig heads. Um, you know, if you're vertically dropping on them. Mm -hmm. you control everything. So this jig head doesn't matter as long as the hook fits the bait properly. Um, so you get maximum movement out of your bait. Mm -hmm. the, the size of the jig head doesn't matter, but if you're casting and retrieving the weight of the road runner or the weight of the jig head will matter because you can't burn them in. Um, you have to swim them above the fish. Um, so that's where, that's really where the weight becomes more important. Uh and then if we're going to get real honest, um, the majority of the time in the winter, I'm using a crappie lure that is four inches or bigger. Yeah, because they're feeding on bigger bait. Yeah, I'm using a, uh, I'm, I'm basically, you could take Christy's sonar minnow and okay. just use that as a crappie bait. You could take Gray Lakes Finesse too. I was catching them on that the other day. Too. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah. That great, but, but I had to cut this. it down. I'll be honest with We're you. We're not cutting I, it down this yeah, morning. Yeah, and th now they're keying in on small stuff, so I had to mm. cut it. I cut it in half, basically. We're talking about this right here, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's a what's that? Three inches? Yeah, two and three quarter. Two and three quarter. But in like that, that that like that oh my gosh well that that's really cool too because and here's the other thing so monkey milk okay let's talk about the color monkey milk i like that because you could you could use your dye pen mm -hmm. on the belly or on the back of monkey milk but it's the chartreuse isn't a bright chartreuse it's a pearly chartreuse it's really sexy so you can you can do that you know what i Dude, mean i'm gonna have to buy a bunch more drop minnows in the next month and Where you know what? You Where are you headed? Here to catch crappie. I don't oh, have yeah. really any. And Dude, here, and those, we'll are yes, those are durable. Those are durable. If you're going to buy the drop minnows, I am going to use uh, the loyal listener code on LureNet.com, capital BTL23, to receive 15% off of all regularly priced items. Yeah, that's that's good too. And and remember too, the, the new colors in the fat boys are out and it's fat boy season now i mean but aren't the it, new it, colors it in the dd22 from oh, our show yeah, last dude, week aren't those the two colors you designed yeah well they're the two colors that i recently designed for norman but then the other colors that it's in are the colors i designed prior they just came out in um the deep, deep little n and the fat boy first and now now they're in the the uh, dd22s Except the, uh, for Envy and True Gizzard are brand new colors in there. Yeah, those are the two that just came out. Yeah, those are the two brand new we ones. We can't do a crappie show. This is a pet peeve of mine, and I know it's a pet peeve of yours as well. If you go out and you catch a mess of crappie, there is a proper way to 
clean and freeze these fish that oh, lasts yeah. for multiple years or else you end up with a block of crappie in ice and then some of it's freezer burned. And then when your wife or girlfriend cleans out the freezer, they're pissed that it takes up half of the freezer and it ends That's if you don't right. have a wild game freezer and it ends up getting thrown away and then you waste crappie that could have helped the future generations get yeah. a vacuum packer money. You've seen my system money, dude. I'm using the same one. You, you learn how to use a, electric fillet knife first of all it makes life simple um i wound up filleting a bunch the other days with my regular fillet knife because i need i needed a different blade on my electric mm -hmm. because i kept going through the damn spinal cord i got you and so i'm like i i need a thin flexible blade this is pissing me off and i just got my fillet knife out and yep. filleted them uh oh, let me preface this with this uh any spawning female that you catch from now through the end of the year that's over i do in oklahoma anything over two pounds back in the water yeah take a picture release it for another day 100 percent. Uh, that's the breeding population of fish the spawners those are the ones that have the genetics uh yeah these are fish that have not really been targeted before forward-facing sonar so they're very uh, we're not really sure what it's doing to the fish popular it's to gonna it, it, it could decimate it it, it could there's what there's some uh, like i said i'm very hesitant to say that because on a big fishery like a lake eufaula zero impact in my opinion on a small thousand acre or less fish yeah like the lakes i got here yes yeah it could damage it, it um, could very well damage it but that's why they have root, root rules and regulations. So basically, right. for me, it's like anything over 16 goes back, 16 or under goes in the box. Yeah, I I, I try to, up here, I try to stay between 11 and 12 inches up yeah. here. Which is a solid, solid fish. Yeah, they are. I, um, like, the, like the other day, I caught one over a pound and a half. I let it go. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to fillet that big bastard, but I'm gonna let him go. <laughs> but vacuum pack, and this is key, and I learned this from my dad. So when you fillet the crappie, dry pat them on paper towels after you fillet them and wash them, so you have a clean fillet. Then grease a cookie sheet, lay them out on a cookie sheet, and toss them just raw, basically just the fillets in the freezer for about half an hour. What that does is it firms them up. It doesn't completely freeze them, but it takes a lot of those water molecules and freezes them. So then when you vacuum pack them, your seal is wicked tight. Oh, it's, there's it's, zero air in them at all. And it, yes, it takes a little bit longer. So I'm laying the fillets out on the cookie sheet grease because I also freeze to them. And then I'm vacuum packing it and then filleting it, and it takes up zero time. And those things are good for two to three years. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is we did that when I was with you. So the first thing I did when I got home is I bought an electric fillet knife, <laughs> and I bought a vacuum packer, and I bought pre pre made bags where you can only seal the one side, and then I bought a roll. And my advice is buy the roll. Because yep, it's, well, it's way more economical and you can make the bags as big as you need them. The other thing I do is I only put four fillets in each bag. Enough for two people. Because I have buddies of mine that walleye fish and they'll put so many walleye in a bag. If you were only going to do a meal for two, 
you couldn't thaw the bag out because there's way too much food in there and you'd have to have a party. Yeah. So I just do everything in, you know, for two people and that's it. And it's really, I think that's the best. See, I, I, I just, I learned stuff from you. And then my buddy Ryan that I work with, he was telling me to get a, a vacuum packer um, before, long before I went and fished with you, but I never really thought about it that much. And mm-hmm. as much hunting as I do, why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I? So I got it, and I'm. It was one of the best. It was. I mean, I use it for time. Costco when you buy the strips that are on sale, and then you just Absolutely. vacuum pack them. Uh, all right, something very important that is live right now. That, BTL. <laughs> no, it is BTL, but this is only available for four or five days, I think through the 27th or 28th is the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame Banquet. Mike Iaconelli, a couple other people going into the uh, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame this Thursday, Glenn Andrews and Bruce Holt, along with Mike Iaconelli. Uh, and I'm on the, uh, I don't do as much as I should, but I am on the board of directors for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. And we have meetings. We're all volunteers on this. And if you've been to the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame in Springfield, Missouri, I'm hijacking the show for five minutes, Frank. Sorry, dude. Uh, but it, it all circle it'll, it'll circle back to you. Have at uh, it, man. This is the history of the sport. Kevin Van Dam's on the board. Brandon Polinick. This is one of the coolest things you could ever experience in Springfield, Missouri. The Hall of Fame banquet is coming up. There's also a lot of uh, conservation grants. Uh, wildlife, outdoor bass fishing, college degree related grants that the, that the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame uh, gives out each year. It is all based on donations from individuals and from companies. One of the things that they do every year is they do a Bass Fishing Hall of Fame auction on uh, BidPal. And there's tons of jerseys. There's tons of different things that are available for that. And that is one of the main fundraisers for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, which is how you uh, basically preserve the history of the sport. So with that being said, I asked Frank, who humbly agreed to provide a one-of-a-kind autographed original drawing it is as seen on BTL that is now up for auction on... Let's see how good I am at this. Uh, <laughs> let's do. You're scaring me. One of one. While Matt's doing that, um, also you guys going to have to pay attention. I will. I will um, get. I'm going to tease something out here. I'm yeah. going to have some signature series baits coming out and some legend bait effects series coming out um, that you're going to have to pay attention to because uh, the signature series will be numbered, autographed, and th- there will be no more made. Oh, anyway, go, go. I didn't Okay, here it is. Here. So bassfishinghof.com right now. Frank Scalish, one of one, autograph drawing. This is your chance to own a one-of-a-kind original drawing by professional angler and full-time lure designer, painter, and illustrator Frank Scalish. 
Frank's artwork has been published in Bassmaster Magazine and Bass Times, as well as many other publications, and his paint schemes and lure designs for Pradco are legendary. Frank also does a weekly show called Day 4 with Frank Scalish, where he teaches people how to become better anglers. This drawing measures 8 by 11 and comes framed. The winner of this item will also receive a phone call from Frank himself. Do you like that description? I love that description. I wrote that personally, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> I, wrote, I did that myself. You are so kind. You are so kind And, to and me. there it is right there. I uh, Let's see if I can make it. I don't know if I can make it bigger. Can I make it bigger? I don't know. I can't make it bigger. Well, that's 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 a bummer. Here, I can make it bigger, Matt. Oh, you can make it bigger. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there it is, right there. (laughs) That is the drawing. It's still in my hand, and that is the drawing. So that is on paper. Remember, we did a dock fishing in a brush pile show, and that is the actual drawing. Frank signed it. One number one. Yep. So what you're going to do is you're going to send that to me. I'm going to take it to Hobby Lobby, have it professionally framed, and then mail uh, the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Then we'll mail it to the winner. But BassFishingHOF.com. This is what the uh, this is what the main page looks like right now. And then you just scroll down and you click on the online auctions. And then you can. There's a ton of online auctions. Tomorrow's BTL on Monday. We have. Uh, hold on a second. We have uh, Mike McClellan, who's given away a, a year's supply of Andy's custard in a fishing trip. We have uh, Bernie Schultz, who's given away an offshore trip. Uh, we have Fat Cat Newton, who's given away a snakehead fishing trip. And oh, Greg, Greg Hackney will be on BTL tomorrow to talk about the details involving his night vision Sasquatch hunt that he is giving away for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame auction. Dude, you <laughs> that's so funny. I've got all four of those, as well as Gene Gilliland, who is in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, will be my co-host for the day tomorrow. But anyway, you scroll down. There's all sorts of different stuff here if you want to bid on it. Uh, and you go to the third page, Bass Fishing HOF. We've done this for a number of years now. There it is. Frank Scalish, one of one autograph drawing. You win. Frank calls you. You get that drawing in your man cave, eight by eleven. That is, show that up again, Frank. There it is, right there. Guys, it goes to a great cause. Uh, I ask for money a couple times a year. Uh, one of which is for the St. Jude's fundraiser, which is actually coming up at the end of the year. You guys really came through with me this year. We raised almost $10,000 for St. Jude's. That tournament is going down this year. And the other one is the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame uh, auction. So BassFishingHOF.com, page three of the for sale or the for auction items, and you can bid on it. Right now, the current bid's at 65 bucks. So what I want to do is I told these guys, I said, listen, I said, the day four fans, they show out when it comes to supporting bass fishing and supporting Frank. I said, so put this thing in the auction. I said, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of the highest bids. So we got a little I, bit of ways to go to go. <laughs> to, to we got to a that. little ways to go. Yeah. I just, one you of know. the reasons why is the, uh, I am also giving away a, a bass talk live experience, Frank. Oh, that's sweet, dude. That bid's currently at 620 and uh, 
uh, it involves uh, $250 for either travel or room because it's a two-day deal. So I'm throwing in 250 bucks. so you can either get a room right down the road. I don't know who's going to win it, so I don't want to be like, ah, oh, you can crash with me. You never know how that's Right, yeah. Happen. Hey, dude, easy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you get to sit right across from me where you sat when you were here and co-host BTL for a day, and I'll make sure we have a big-time guest on. That's uh, perfect. And then afterwards, it's going to be this winter. We're going to go crappie oh. fishing. Oh, we're going to do the crappie thing. And then I'm going to fillet your fish, vacuum pack them, and send you home with the fillets and a prize pack. I'm going to give you a crappie rod from Denali and a prize pack uh, from AFCO and Sunline. Oh, man. I'm bidding on it. <laughs> so you can get in and bid on that as well. Uh, it's called the Bass Talk Live Experience there on uh, on page three. I would last time it involved Jeffrey's bowling, but he's literally coaching full time for a bowling team. Yeah, he's busy, man. He's busy. The other thing that I noticed on here is the Randy Blockett instructional jerkbait trip. I kind of want to bid on that and then wear a chesty and just talk to him about how many more fish we'd be catching if we were utilizing forward facing sonar. But <laughs> That just might be my own. <laughs> you have, you have to do that. <laughs> but I would love to see, and we will hammer this home. We're going to actually do day four on day three because the Hall of Fame banquet is on Thursday. Uh, Thursday. So day four is going to be Wednesday. So day four is going to be on Wednesday. We're going to hammer it home again on Wednesday. The bids are open right now for both the Bass Talk Live experience and the Frank Scalish one of one autograph drawing. If you have any questions, email me Matt at basszone.com or hit me up on Instagram at Matt Pangrak. Uh, if you have any issues bidding, but it is bid pal. We've done it every single year since then. This is the third year that we've given away the trip uh, and you can bid or you can, uh, you can support the bass fishing hall of fame. Was that a fairly good plea there, Frank? I think it was beautiful, man. I'm going to have to step up my game next time. Show the drawing one more time. I'm going to show the drawing one more time, but I'm a little I'm a little embarrassed. I saw some of the numbers on the other other people's stuff. So I I'm going to I'm gonna have to up the game next time. That would be that's an amazing drawing right there. It's, Frame it li literally last front in your man cave, that would be the deal and 100% of it goes to the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, which is great. Mhm. Mm which is a good cause because we need that. We need that in our sport. But yeah, I think next year we're, I'm going to up the game. Okay. I want to, um, yeah, I, I, I want to, I, there's a lot of guys out there that I want to beat. <laughs> That's the competitive. <laughs> that, are, that are on the, that are on the, I'm just happy right now. I'm beating Jason Christie's trip on 10 killer. If I can outbid Jason Christie, that that would make my day. Well, so far you're so far you're doing it. So far, let's I'm keep doing. the drive alive. Yeah, but anyway, so that's op open for the next uh, four days. If you or anybody you know, you know what? If you want to double up, uh, if you want to double up on that Bass Talk Live experience, like I'll do two guys too. I can you you can do the crappie thing with two, and I'll just have to to flop flip flop guys for half of the show. Yeah, that's a good idea. But if that, you know, then two dudes could split. 
they yeah. can go go the in other on one it. uh and i will say a uh, big thanks to ben milliken he's giving a uh he's giving away a day of fishing in texas this winter like you get a chance oh, to jump damn. in the boat with milliken with the big baits with all that stuff at no charge and he doesn't like do that no he does not no like um, that's not his thing and i called him and i was like hey man i think this would be good you're in the classic this year this would be a great support to the bass fishing hall of fame and he's like paul like he literally thought about it and he's like yeah man i'm in we're good and he's gonna do a youtube video of it too dude so i want to be in one of ben's that. yeah you can get on there and bid on it You'd have the money if you didn't have a motor that you had to put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have a motor very much like an ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> it it looked really good in the beginning, but became very costly. <laughs> oh god, that's great. Holy oh, moly. Oh my gosh. There's no At that note, what else we got? What else we got, Frank, before we wrap things up tonight? I don't know. I I, I apologize for going in the crappie chronicles. Um, but no, the uh, crappie chronicles is what my buddy Bart does. Have you watched that series? No, I I haven't. I haven't. So I'm sorry we did uh crappie talk live today. Don't um, apologize for crappie <laughs> talk live. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Mark Jeffrey's tagline used to be bass fishing and whatever. Or, or anything else about. and anything else we want to talk about that's true now unfortunately in the last several years that divulged mainly into bowling weather and finances but, <laughs> that's so true that's so true. but i feel like crappie is not a very far stretch from that it's not and and in in, in honesty i mean we talked some football we talked you know little taylor swift little taylor we mixed it up we mixed it up my favorite Taylor Swift song is uh, Snow on the Beach. Okay, so I don't really have a favorite song because I I only listen to her music when it comes on the radio. Um, I seek it out. Yeah, I don't seek it out. Snow on the Beach, is, a, is, a, is a, it's haunting. But it's, it's you, also very well written. Could be where you saw the ghost. With Lana Del Rey, I believe, is the co-author of that. Good for you, man. You know everything. I don't go that far. <laughs> I'm not a genius. Um, Wednesdays. Do you have any idea what we're talking about on Wednesday, Frank? We can figure I, that out when we get I, to Wednesday. I do not. <laughs> Send in some requests, guys. DM me with requests. All right. Wednesday. This has been another edition, an evening edition of Day 4 with the Man. Frank Scalish. We'll see everybody Wednesday for day four, which is usually on a Thursday on a Wednesday next week. But it's That's gonna it. be the normal time, right? Eight, yeah, I, I think so. We have to discuss that. Because I have to go help set up for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. But I'm not no, sure what it. time they need me that. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Wednesday. All right, everybody. See ya. <laughs>